This is the Dan Proft Show. I'm reliable, I'm a very good listener, and I'm extremely funny. On the Salem Radio Network. Welcome back to the Dan Proft Show. In 1981 in Chicago, then-Mayor Jane Byrne made national news by moving into a housing project called Cabrini Green that was riddled with violence. And uh, she stayed there about three weeks. Uh, ultimately, it was viewed as you know, sort of a publicity stunt. Uh, yeah, she drew attention, I guess, outside of Chicago to the violence that was occurring in, in and around that housing project. But, of course, Chicago residents are very familiar with that violence then now. And, unfortunately, we've gotten quite accustomed to street violence. And the politicians, whether uh, pulling stunts like Byrne did or just advancing the same policy she did, haven't done much to quell Chicago's reputation as one of the most violent cities in America some 40 years later, I'm sad to say, of course, as a Chicago resident. And so I, I thought about that immediately when I heard about this story about the mayor of Aurora, Colorado. Although um, the outcome of this, according to the reporting on this, is a bit different than happened with Mayor Byrne. She didn't really change anything that was happening on the city in terms of policy, whereas the mayor of Aurora, Colorado, after posing as a homeless veteran, And uh, being homeless, staying out in the streets of Aurora, Colorado for a week, he did change uh, his understanding of the homelessness problem in his community and uh, urged some different different approaches to policies with respect to the homeless. And so I thought, well, this is an interesting story. So let's get the mayor to talk about it. And thankfully, we have him, (laughs) Mayor Mike Kaufman, the mayor of Aurora, Colorado. Thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So, uh, start with uh, what precipitated uh, this, uh, you know, undercover operation, as it were. You know, I really didn't uh, feel that I understood um, the issue. Uh, the, the mayor of Denver. So, you know, we're in a, a Denver metropolitan region. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aurora uh, is the 54th largest city in America by population. Uh, Denver's probably Denver's probably twice as large as the city of Aurora. And so the mayor of Denver had reached out to me and said, hey, let's work together on some regional solutions and homelessness. And uh, his it, it problem is much larger than than what we have in the city of Aurora. And so uh, uh, and so it was that was in December. And it was approaching the Christmas holidays, and so I said, you know, people normally take vacations uh, around Christmas, and so you know what I'm going to do? Uh, I'm just going to, you know, I don't, I'm not, I'm single, I don't have any children, uh, have uh, relatives in in town, uh, stay with them on Christmas, and then uh, on the following day, on the 26th, uh, without telling anybody except for one reporter from uh, CBS. For an affiliate, affiliate of um, a local affiliate of CBS uh, TV News, uh, told that one person that and that was all I told, and and went out uh, with no money, uh, no food, with me backpack, sleeping bag, um, tarp, a uh, couple bottles of water, uh, you know, <laughs> toothbrush, toothpaste, uh, extra socks, and <laughs> one set of clothes. That was it, and so uh, it was such an eye-opening experience. Uh, uh, probably not in a positive way, but I think in a positive way in terms of being able to understand the issue better. Uh, but but I think the fact is that um, there are people that that we need to help that the, the mentally ill, 
the um, those that, that have lost their job uh, from economic reasons and are, but, but want to go to work and get back on their feet, and, and certainly those who have drug and alcohol issues but, but want to change. But the problem is that's not the majority of the homeless. And so the the unfortunate reality is is what I observed, at least in the Denver metro area, Denver and Aurora, was that the majority of the homeless were people that were um, – that had fallen into a very destructive lifestyle uh, that was being enabled uh, by well-meaning people. Mm. Uh, and of course, the, the the first question before we even get to that is, uh, you know, why don't you just wait till the spring when it's a little bit warmer? But uh, uh, you know, <laughs> I should have. It was the cold was the hardest part of it. I should have. I'm, I'm, I have no it doubt. Been a lot easier. Uh, oh my gosh! When we come back with uh, the mayor, I, I want to uh, get a little bit more uh, uh, about you know what you thought going in versus what you thought coming out, and your the change in attitude and and policy prescriptions, and then how that was received by certain stakeholders in the community, because, of course, uh, you're getting some pushback on what you did and what you're suggesting the new approach should be to uh, the homeless situation in Aurora and the Denver area. More with Aurora, Colorado Mayor Mike Kaufman right after this. Welcome back to the Dan Prof Show. We're speaking with Aurora, Colorado Mayor Mike Kaufman about his uh, undercover operation. He uh, was homeless in his community of Aurora for a week, uh, purposely uh, uh, posing as a homeless veteran to get a better understanding of the homeless situation there and uh, the composition of homeless, the homeless population, and then, you know, what's the best approach to deal with different people who have uh, different issues. Uh, and one of the things, uh, Mayor, you say coming out of this, number one is uh, you change your opinion on banning homeless encampments. Denver has a ban. Uh, you change your position. Uh, and, and you were just speaking before the break about uh, uh, the majority of homeless uh, are engaged in a destructive lifestyle. And, and so, you, you know, some, there's some personal responsibility that needs to be accounted for there. Um, but you uh, change your position on the homeless encampments. What, why was what was the basis for that? So I, I, I had a proposal written before I went and was figured I'd introduce it when I got back. Um, <clears throat> but Aurora, uh, the city of Aurora, um, had what we call, uh, prior to the pandemic, had a, what we call a day resource center where people can go in the day and get services, homeless people in the area. And then during inclement weather, uh, on those specific days, uh, when when the temperature below, drop, uh, let's say, uh, below freezing, uh, or there was significant rain, uh, depending on the time of year, <clears throat> we would then allow them to stay overnight in that facility. But it wasn't available every night. And so uh, because of the pandemic, we, in social distancing, we created a shelter that started on December 1st and goes through uh, April 30th. 
uh, now if the city council, so right now it's, it's scheduled to terminate on April 30th. If in fact the city council makes it permanent, then I'll, then I'll go forward with the camping ban. The, the, the challenge with the camping ban is to, to survive, uh, you know, legal, uh, um, challenges, let's say, then you have to maintain a permanent year round shelter and, and other services as well. And so, um, so I'm, I'm concerned. Uh, about that and we would prefer to go back to the system that we had before the pandemic on on, that we will have again after april 30th but in fact if if uh, the city council uh, reverses themselves and makes that shelter permanent then you bet i'll go forward with a a camping ban but so and you write in the denver post uh that uh the the homeless encampments outside versus those that uh, the, the individuals who access the shelter there are two really distinct groups, and um, and that was also an insight you gathered from from uh, your from being in, outside there with uh, homeless individuals. So, what are the two groups, and and how do you explain the disparate groups? Yeah, I was really surprised uh, that uh, I just assumed uh, home, homeless people were fairly homogenous, and you know that they gravitated between shelters and these these uh, larger encampments. And what I found was very different that the um, that there were services provided uh, in the the um, in the shelters uh, that you know certainly homeless people could access. Uh, when I always went through the intake process uh, of going into a shelter, um, they would always ask me, "Okay, um, what services do you need? Uh, you know, what issues do you have? Do you want? Uh, do you need substance abuse? You know, therapy or whatever? Do you need?" Um, uh, job training, job placement, uh, uh, longer-term program uh, that, that they that they offered. Uh, so there were lots of things, services provided. But the interesting thing is, what I found is, the people in the shelters never camped, never went to the encampments, and the people in the encampments never went to the shelters. Uh, what I found in the um, quickly in the, in the in the shelters there were sort of three different categories. One, the, the mentally ill that we really need to help. Uh, uh, the larger largest group were people with substance abuse problems that, that had no desire to change and, and, um, and utilize the shelters for for food and a place to sleep at night. And then the third is people that were down on the you know due to say COVID restrictions were uh, were were forced out of work. And that uh, really wanted to get back on their feet. We're doing day labor. We're looking for jobs. Uh, we're using the shelters as a way to save enough money to, for to get a to get another apartment. The the um, encampments, however, particularly the larger ones, they, those um, were much younger people, uh, usually in their twenties, uh, early twenties. They um, there there kind of was a, a communal spirit. Uh, in them, uh, with a social structure that had its own leadership, um, the, the the common denominator was was hard drug use, uh, usually methamphetamine, crystal methamphetamine. Uh, they'd inject it they, in in their arms, they'd smoke it, and so um, uh, so very two and and they never accessed the shelters because uh, they didn't like the rules of the shelters, and one rule in particular particular was you can't have drugs inside the shelters, nor can you use drugs at will uh, inside the shelters. Well, and, and so uh, one of the takeaways uh, it was reported uh, is that uh, you wanted to see a public education campaign that urges people not to bring food and other necessities to those experience homelessness. And this has 
I guess unsurprisingly, drawn uh, a rebuke from some homeless advocates in the community. Sure, I was really shocked that I ate better in the encampments than I did uh, in the shelters with people bringing food uh, to the encampments. I remember Friday night, uh, my last night there on January 1st, the evening of January 1st, car pulls up, uh, anybody hungry, I've got some homemade chicken noodle soup, I mean, it was, and so was that sure, and it was incredible, with uh, banana and nut bread for dessert, and then 30 minutes later, another car pulls up, anybody hungry, uh, a big Tupperware container uh, that they gave me of uh, the greatest homemade beef stew with a, with a roll, uh, with cupcakes for dessert and a bottle of water, and asked if I needed a blanket. So there's, there's, there, there's a lot of sympathy uh, out in the community for people like this. The problem is, is when you have people that don't want to change, that, that you know, don't want to uh, change their lifestyle, that, that want to stay in the encampments, that, that don't want to go to work, uh, that, that want to continue using drugs, um, you are enabling that yeah. destructive behavior by helping them. And again, the, the people we need to help are, are the people, certainly, you know, those people unemployed that, that want to get back to work. Uh, you know, the mentally ill, uh, the people that, that have drug and alcohol issues but that want to change, um, those that's where our resources are. He is mm-hmm. uh, Mike Kaufman, the mayor of Aurora, Colorado. Mayor Kaufman, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Take care. Show at danproftshow.com.